Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And joining us today, we have a very special guest all the way from Flash Gordon Minute. It's Eric. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here in Punxsutawney. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And today, we are here to talk about Minute 77. All right, so in Minute 77, Phil is uh, so excited listening to some piano on the radio that he decides to visit the local piano teacher and pays her an easy grand for her to kick out... Kick that nerd girl out and and <laughs> give, give Phil an impromptu lesson, and then Phil happily greets the man in the hall the next morning, um, who we haven't seen in a while. So it's good to it's good to catch up with the man in the hall once again. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah, we so we start off in the diner. This is clearly like somewhere sometime later in the day, maybe close to closing time. Because uh, <laughs> it almost kind of looks like the lights are a little bit dimmer now, you know. Like the lights are not as bright, is it? Is it? Is that? Is, is that just me, or what do you think? I do think, yeah. And go, going by the shadows, this is like a, a golden hour type thing. I think the sun is getting low. Well, in particular because it's it's the middle of winter. It's February, so mm-hmm. sundown's going to be early. Yeah, so maybe it's four or five o'clock. The sun's about to set. They're they're cleaning up for the day. Because yeah, I yeah. don't think I don't think they do dinner hours i think we already discussed i think it's mostly a a breakfast and lunch place mm-hmm. uh so yeah he's probably him the man in the suit reading the paper and uh, that waitress probably like I, the fact that he doesn't look around must mean he's you can see a few other people but yeah i think i think you know I, you can count you can count probably the other people in the room like on your hands yeah and maybe and and Oh, sorry, Eric. Go ahead. I was like, or is he looking around and realizing he's one of only maybe two customers left? You know, that could be. That could go either way. Yeah, he's either so excited about the music he wants to kind of look to see if anyone else is excitedly reacting to it like he is. It's like he's like he's almost like he's like learned a secret. Ooh, this is good. Oh, <laughs> and he looks around. Or yeah, he's like, well, I've been so engrossed with like the 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 my 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 poetry reading here. I get the music. Like wow. Gosh, where's the time? It would be actually interesting for him to say that, like you know, where's the time gone when really, he, really, time means nothing to him, while while repeating these days. Yeah, and and just flashing back to the end of the last minute where this this scene starts, we we don't see it here, but there's a stack of books, and we don't know, you know, this could be he just sat down and and he's in the beginning of his first book, but um, it seems more likely that this is like one of the latter books. I mean, he seems like he's more towards the beginning of the current book, but this may be the third or fourth book. So yeah, he may have been here all day reading and then suddenly look up and be like, Oh, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're putting chairs on tables. They're kind of shutting the place down around me. Um, They stopped serving, you know, maybe they just, you know, they got coffee. This is kind of a place for the quieter crowd to hang out. The the people that don't feel comfortable at the bowling alley, you know, coffee and stuff, but they're not, you know, they stopped serving food at lunch and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm the, you know, I'm one of the last two guys here. And no one else is appreciating this great jam that's that's coming out of the boombox. <laughs> Isn't this great? I, I like that there's a there's got to be some kind of hypothetical deleted scene where he gets a library card, you know, 
Like he's <laughs> really committing to reading poetry. He's not just like, oh, I'll read the two things that make you know that like get that get Rita all excited. Like, no, I'm just reading for the just the enjoyment of it, the learning of it, and just to see him like excited to kind of go to the go to the library and get, you know, get a little Phil Connors uh, library card. Yeah, and there's a little more of that in the the first version of the screenplay from Danny Rubin that all got cut out. Some of the other interests he does, he, yeah, he spends a lot more time in the library. I think we mentioned it before. There's there's a scene where he's like uh, he's like on his hands and knees going through the dirt, and then they show him, uh, you know, in the library asking for the section on entomology. So he's reading up on insects and then he's going around and digging, looking for different insects. And they show like a bunch of different interests where here it it more ties directly into the things that he knows and we know Rita's into. You know, we know she's into poetry, particularly French poetry. And we know she, you know, she said she wants a man who plays an instrument. Um, And it's, it's, I think it's a kind of a shortcoming or a gap in Phil's growth if we saw more of Phil doing things for Phil or just the pure interest and we're here, we're not, you know, we're not sure he could be doing it just out of curiosity, just for self-improvement, or he could, you know, just still be on that track where he's still trying to seduce Rita. He's just taking it a little bit slower and, and being more deliberate about it. And maybe trying to enjoy the whole process himself too, you know, trying to make the most of it. Yeah, because obviously when we've seen Phil try to hit on Rita, he he kept thinking if he did it faster, more intense, he would get to his results quicker and really just got him a faster slap in the face. So, yeah, this is uh, at least, you know, in worst case scenario, this is him trying to become a more suave man for Rita. But in a best case scenario, this is him making the most out of this out of the town to, to learn and become just a better person in general. Whereas, you know, like before, Sean and I would talk about how if Phil was kind of done with the day, he would probably do some kind of, like, just suicide. He would just, like, just shoot himself in the face, stab himself, just whatever he's got to do. You know, uh, jump in front of a truck just to get the day over. Now I feel like the approach where he sees when he has free time, he now decides to become more educated. I think that's what, and that's interesting. We get to We get to think about that now. We get to think of... A, a, a learned uh, Phil rather than a Phil who's like, oh, I'm done with the day and just wants to get over with. Yeah, he's trying to, even though he's repeating the day uh, ad infinitum, he's trying to get the most out of the day on that specific particular day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's just, and I, yeah, the, the stack of books is really, I think, is the is the best part of that. It's not just he's not focusing on one thing. I think that he's picking up several because he, he has the thought that I think I want to get through like maybe one or two of these right now, you know, or like I'll switch off or something. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely believe he's, he's reading the books. Like I was skeptical when he started reciting French to, uh, to read a back in the German restaurant. I like completely believe he knew that one line and that was <laughs> it. And like, it, you know, and he, and through previous days, he knew despite her interest that Rita didn't speak French, so she wasn't going to try to engage him in conversation. He just learned the bare minimum. Um, where now, I think he, yeah, I think he's going a little bit deeper. I think it's kind of, it's a little bit of um, a dirty, rotten scoundrel situation. Um, where if you recall that movie, uh, Steve Martin and Michael Caine both played con men. 
but they had different approaches where Steve Martin was very just kind of the quick hit, small cons, surface level stuff where Michael Caine played the more sophisticated gentleman who appreciated good music and sculpture and art and you know and, and and could talk about those things that if someone went below the surface he really kind of I guess maybe more method that he inhabited the part that role of the sophisticated gentleman that he was pretending to be and yeah. so yeah yeah and while they were both successful in that movie Michael Caine was his his, his successes were bigger so that that method you know gave Michael Caine much more than Steve Martin's method did. And that's why Steve Martin then comes to Michael Caine and says, teach me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just, I guess I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm being optimistic. I don't want to compare Phil to a con man anymore. I feel like Phil walked into this library and said, there's a lot of books here. I want to learn why they're here. Like, I think, I feel like that's, that's what I'm excited to think about rather than him trying to, use this information to get one over on people. I feel like it's, you know, I'm excited that he's going to, he's learning it for just be able that he's, Hey, I had the time. I can do this. I can learn this. Like, I can't, I have no excuses of, of like, like we do now. Like, Oh, I just got back from work. I'm tired. It's too hot. You know? Oh, I got things to do tonight. Oh, I got, you know, I got to get up early in the morning. Like, he doesn't have to worry about that. He gets to really, you know, he gets to have that enjoyment. You sometimes rarely get as adult. You're like, Oh my God. when, uh, even on this weekend, I got to do this and that. You know him? No, he's in. He's got all the time in the world. Yeah, all the time. A thousand lifetimes. Well, yeah, in the, the diner, I just want to know if Eric has any diner questions. I feel like that, as by law, we have to like ask. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because we I don't yeah we don't get back to the diner um, the next few minutes. So uh, I guess my only question would be how much did Heinz pay for that product placement uh, there? <laughs> Because it's perfectly just the label is just perfectly pointed right at the camera. You know that's good. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, I would I would say a decent amount, but also like, I mean, the Heinz is outside of Pittsburgh, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it, it, so it's at, at you. They want to like get that. Make sure you remember. And really, I think everyone who knows what's going on, at least on the East Coast, that if you got ketchup, you got to have Heinz. Sure. It's Heinz or Hunts. I mean, those, those are the, only, the two big ones here. And Hunts is trash. <laughs> Hunts is a little sweeter, personally. I'm not yeah, it's a it. different taste. Different uh, taste. But <laughs> I actually tweeted at uh, French's when they try to make ketchup. And I'm like, don't please. Like, like I felt bad because, like, Heinz got, was doing some mustards. And was, like, doing a half-decent job. Like, uh, uh, Heinz had a yellow mustard. And I was like, this is not bad. You know, for, like, mm-hmm. hot, yellow mustard hot dog stuff. But the French just try to make ketchup. I'm like, no, stop! It's like too cinnamony, too nutmeggy. Just I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because they what they were trying to do is they were like, um, a lot of bars are buying because I think French has dropped their price for ketchup to mm. undercut Heinz, and so like a bunch of uh, bars and restaurants started selling it. And immediately, our, our, like us patriots were like, no, no, I don't care how many pennies you're pinching and saving, like this ketchup is ass. Like it just has this weird cinnamony nutmeg aftertaste, and it's not good, not good at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll save a lot of money because that one bottle will last forever. Yeah, no one's going to use <laughs> yeah. it. So. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I remember that. I remember going to sometimes going to restaurants and, and at the time for a while, and we would like do a check on the bottle, like if it wasn't because um, uh, French has got a bottle that was very similar to that, like the mod the modern. I'm talking about the modern Hunts bottles where it's like a plastic 
squeeze and it's like thick and stocky with the big cap on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of ketchup companies are trying, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to ape that now. So yeah, rather than yeah. tall, thin glass bottles, it's now these short, stocky ones. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you gotta like take a look at them and make sure you take a look at them, ladies and gentlemen. When you go to your restaurants and make sure you're, you know, if you're eating that ketchup or fancy ketchup or like just you know whatever miscellaneous ketchup they get, you know, let your let your restaurants know you want Hunt, you're, you want Hunts or Heinz. Heinz, yeah, I think all the places are on. I mean, any place I would go to. I'm not sponsored. Um, I really just yeah. like the ketchup. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if the Heinz folks want to send us some free ketchup, I love. Um, I, I would go through that so hard. Yeah, groundhogminute at gmail.com. And French's, I don't want to throw you under the bus either. French's, your horseradish brown mustard is amazing. Oh yeah, I love it. It's my. It's one of my go-to top-tier mustards that I can always find at the store because I love different mustards. I love stone ground mustards and horseradish mustards. But you can always find a French's horseradish, and I recommend that too. You can also send me a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we we, we talked about this earlier. Just you know, s- stay in your lane. You yeah. know, know what you're good at. French's yeah. great mustard. Heinz, they got the ketchup. Ketchup's yeah. covered. Yeah. French, you just stay in your mustard corner. Yeah. Do what you do. Uh, yeah, I got, I got, <laughs> I, I gotta disagree there. French's mustard is disgusting to me. I can't handle French's mustard. Well, Interesting. like I said, have you... Hot take. I'm, yeah. And I, I said, <laughs> no, and I'm going to say, like, I'm an adult now. I don't need yellow mustard. I yeah, don't. I, I, to me, yellow mustard is a sin. I, I just, ugh. It's got to yeah. be brown. It's got to be golden. Yeah. I, I said, yeah. look, Eric, if you haven't tried the Heinz horseradish, have you tried it? Probably not. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm just saying, next time you got to go to the picnic or something, you got to go to the barbecue... Get a bottle. God forbid, worst case, $4 or so, you, you've right. lost. But I, I really think that's a, a good mustard they they make. The French's hot mustard. French's mustard. Ho- yeah, make sure you get the hot, French's. Or horseradish mustard. Horseradish brown mustard. Right. It's, it's It's got a good spice and a good grit yeah. to it. Well, but it's the it's a brown mustard. It's not a yes. yellow mustard. It's oh, a brown right. mustard. So, okay, so yeah. that's okay. Oh, yeah, it's not it's not bright yellow. It's 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 a, Yeah, it's a brown pulpy. It's very like, like Gouden's mustard. You ever had? Yeah. yeah, that's it's very like that. Yeah, the the Goldens. Oh, I uh, love Goldens. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. that's, that's the top stuff. tier too. Yeah. All right. Um. So, oh, God, do I love talking about condiments? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So yeah. Um. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's let's talk about going to the the, the music teacher. Yeah. So so uh, I'll I'll segue this going back to the screenplay. So there's a line, and this is. Uh, oh, did he? Oh, did oh. he? Uh, that's the question I wanted to ask you. Shoot, I forgot my notes. Uh, did Danny Rubin specifically pick a song? I wanted to know because I forgot to ask about what song was actually playing. Did Danny Rubin say this specific song or he just say classical music is playing piano based? Did he pick a song? I don't think he did. Okay. Let me just I, I don't I didn't pick one up. Yeah. Um, you know, does he like yeah. does he get the point across like in the script like Oh, he hears this song, and if you hear it, you go, "Oh, it's very piano." You know, it's very piano heavy. No, no, it doesn't. It yeah, it doesn't specify a song. It just says, and actually, it's a little bit different. He goes, he um, he offers the teacher two thousand dollars for an all day lesson. Ooh. Instead of just a thousand dollars for the one hour, but it does. Yeah, it doesn't specify the song, so that must have come. That must have come later. Do you know? Oh, do, I, do we actually yeah. you know what song this was? Is I forgot to look this one up. Yeah, so this is the uh, I got it written down here. What we're eventually going to see him play, and and it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't come into. Well, should we save it? Because I don't. We don't hear it. I don't think we get an identifiable 
song this minute. Well, we get the one, Phil kind of banging away. I see the one on the radio is what I'm trying to mean. Oh, the, is it? No, I don't know what's playing on the radio. It's not the song that he eventually plays. I'm so glad I had all these impromptu thoughts about Mustard, and then I never actually (laughs) figured out. I never shazammed the song. I'm really proud of myself as a host. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll, 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 I don't know, we'll shazam it, and then we can edit it in later. (laughs) Just like a very rough plug. (laughs) Hi, this is just Dave in the editing bay. Just letting you know it's this song. All right. Okay. Fine. All right. All right. So yeah, we go to the music teacher. Is it like a Schubert? I don't. I think we should all just make a, a guess and maybe have like a little pool going, and the winner gets a bottle of uh, of catsup. I'm just How about I, that. I'm so I'm 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 going Schubert. What do you think, Eric? I'll go Tchaikovsky. Oh, Tchaikovsky. I'll go. Sally. Ooh, I like that. I'll go Salieri. Okay, Salieri. <laughs> I, I do not know how Salieri goes. I just, you know, I just don't know what time it is. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I just like saying the name Tchaikovsky. I couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah. I, well, I think you may be onto something because it sounds, it does sound later. Like it's not a Bach. It's not Baroque. I do think it's later. It does sound romantic. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I have like, I wish I had asked you first. <laughs> instead of instead of putting my guess because I like the Tchaikovsky, but no, all right, um, yeah. So we can, you know, maybe we'll maybe someone maybe so maybe someone will post it. We can post it on the uh, the Facebook group Gobbler's Knob, the uh, Groundhog Minute Listener Society. God damn it! It was yeah. Amadeus Mozart. Oh, is it? I, I looked at musicfromfilm.com <laughs> and I literally looked it up. And I was going through it, and uh, yeah. Piano Sonata Number Fifteen in C Major by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Phil is so you were close as oh, I think. The irony that you went with Salieri. <laughs> I went with Salieri. I just I get I just wearing a Groundhog Day mask, wearing a little Groundhog mask. Play Salieri. And he's just, like, <laughs> just like slams. He just slams on the piano. <laughs> so yeah, Phil reading a book in a cafe, and uh, yeah, that's 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 what they say. Yeah, that's the one. And um, that's Mozart. It was Mozart. All right. So, uh, so is that? Yeah, I would say if if it's like if we if the standard is who gets closest without going over, <laughs> if we do the um the Price is Right standard, <laughs> I think I think that's closest without going over. <laughs> I think yeah. Uh, I think that's. Uh... So does Dave have to mail himself his own bottle of ketchup? <laughs> so there you go. Treat yourself to a bottle of ketchup. I just like put it in the mailbox in the big thing. Chug, 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 chug. All right, good. It just like thrown <laughs> it. They just threw it in the blue mailbox. Oh, um, yeah. But that I, I mean that, that's that's good because that's like Mozart almost like playing a song from uh, that Mozart played is probably like shorthand for it's good piano music, you know. Like it's almost like you know like no one's going to like say no, it's not. It's like you know it's Mozart. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like unless you were Salieri, no one's gonna you know no one's gonna shit on. This. <laughs> Well, they, and and I think that works out well. That makes sense because I think Mozart's a little too challenging. I know Phil's got a lot of time to practice, but um, I think that may be a little biting off more than he can chew there. So, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get to it later. What he actually ends up playing. It would be funny though. He yeah. said he's trying to like mouth it to her. I heard his song I was like, duh, 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 duh. and she's like, "It's probably Mozart." You're saying you're singing. Like, yeah, I'll do that one. No, you just can't do that. Yeah. He's like, I'll play that one. Yeah. She's like, no, not day one. No. 
all right, all right, all right. So yeah, let's. Uh, uh, so yeah, so so yeah, goes yeah goes. All right, I, so he's listening to Mozart, and then uh, so as it so there's the um, kind of in the the transition between him listening to the music and actually deciding you know showing up at the lesson. Uh, again, going back to the voiceover that was in that original screen screenplay, uh, we have Phil telling us, "No longer would I waste my days on drunken bacchanal, self pity, and television." I was determined to become the vessel of all human civilization, one book at a time. Uh, so that's like, you know, he gets into his reading and he's more, a more civilized Phil. I, gosh, I really don't, I don't like these voiceovers. I, I mean, they just don't work for me. I, I, it's a shame. It's a shame. I don't want, I don't want to upset Yeah. Want so, to. so Phil walks up to, and he must have asked around there's no sign or anything but he probably you know hey where can i get some uh, quick piano action in this town yeah that's a that's a good question do you does she have flyers like in the diner or like at the library because i feel like those would be two good places to have your flyer in this small town i think that's i think you just hit it right there in this small town that's exactly what she's doing yeah but maybe yeah, but maybe one of the yeah but maybe because of her age like maybe one of the waitresses does know her I'd say, oh, yeah, 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 my friend, yeah, my friend. Because uh, I don't think she's actually given a name. I think she's just piano teacher. The actress is named Peggy yeah. Roder, so we'll call her Peggy for the sake of it. Peggy, yeah. Because that, that does work. And, and they would say, oh, yeah, my friend Peggy, she does, uh, yeah, she does piano lessons, uh, you know, on uh, such and such. Yeah, so, I mean, IMDb, she's just credited as piano teacher. There you go. And, we, and we, we've seen her. I mean, when we see her, we'll be like, oh, we know that lady. Yeah, where She's have we a, seen her earlier in this film? The on um, the first repeat when Phil's walking out and he's like, "Hey, where's everyone going?" Holy, she's her? the one. That she's like her? to Gobbler's Knob. Oh, it's Groundhog's Day, and then Phil's like, "It's still once a year, right?" Yeah, that's oh, her. Wow, gosh, I, I never yeah. noticed that. Flashback, Flashback. recall. It's a um, uh, what is it? <laughs> Just whatever that thing to term is. I love it. I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. That comes back around. That they callback. That's what it is. It's a callback. I'm so excited. I I love that. I love that this film took people these and really made them three dimensional. They don't just exist waiting for Phil to show up. Right. Which makes sense in a small town. Like you'd run into the same people all over the place. Yeah. Even adding in out of towners like Phil who come in just to do the report on Groundhog and then leave. I love it that there are these people that just, you know, they walk and they have, they walk around, they have their own thing. And I think it'd be hilarious. Here, here's another thing is that, is that he might have asked Mrs. Lancaster too, you know, like he could have got coffee one day or that came down in the morning and he's like, I want to play piano. Who do I go? You know, he's just like, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, she knows everyone around this town. And, uh, and she could have said that too. Oh, my bet Peggy, just because I would say, she probably would say her right down the street because, the fact that she was walking in the same direction means that she was coming, you know, probably from somewhere close. Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe right next door. Oh, that's funny. That's fine. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that <laughs> that, that callback exists. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're glad. Yeah. So, you're well, you're glad now. We'll say how long that lasts because so Phil walks up, he knocks on the door, and what do we see? Wait. I don't like that. I don't like how you said that. Now... Now I'm really nervous. <laughs> On the mailbox, and it's there from like second twelve to eighteen. As Phil standing oh. outside this door. Oh, oh! please, God, no! 
<laughs> it's another dog. Oh no! On the mailbox. No, she knows. She knows Mrs. Lancaster. No, they're in the same dog club. They're no. They're, <laughs> no. They're in the same dog cult. They're in the, whatever this dog cult is. No, gee, no. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. I feel like I feel like my brain must have like just like in some sci-fi movie, just kind of like like just like knocked it out. Like it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Eric, do you know about this? Do, do we... the, the, you're, why you're having a conniption about dogs? Yeah. No. Uh... Okay, okay. <laughs> so we've recently found out, like, it's one of those things that, like, we never knew until we started watching this movie minute by minute, that the house, the bed and breakfast, is covered in dogs. Hmm. Pictures of dogs, sculptures of dogs, just everywhere. And all different types of them. Like, uh, mostly terriers, I feel like, but a lot of them. And just, yeah, now this confirms that that, that yeah, this woman and and I'm sure I'm sure this is like we're less than like a block or two away for the bed mm-hmm. and breakfast now. Like I'm I'm certain of it. Oh man, do you think he walked here straight from the diner or yeah, like you know, like I'm very I'm very, I guess he had to because he couldn't he can't come in the morning because she's already going to Gobbler's Knob. So well, also if it's near the end of the day, if he wants to get started on that day, he's that anxious. He's got to get there before whatever the time is that the day is going to reset. Before, yeah. before she's done, you know, she, she's going to say, well, it's 10 o'clock at night, you know, you idiot, I'm not teaching you now. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that, yeah, she has a student, I, you're right, I, I probably, we probably pegged this somewhere in the early afternoon. Yeah, and I think he, also he's a situation, like he's got a stack of library books, he could just leave them at the diner. You know, he doesn't have to worry about, oh, returning the books, or do I got to, you know, do I got to bring it back to drop my stuff off at the B&B before I go to the piano teacher? Just drop them in the trash or leave them at the diner or whatever. That's it. That's it. That's it. He he just like, he's like walking excited and just like, like all of them just like into the trash can. It just keeps going. Yes. Yeah. And I I think that's like part of his new, you know, his, his purposeful living, the purpose he's found, like, oh, he's got an idea. He just, I think, yeah, at that moment, he gets up from the diner, you know, Drops a couple bits for the cup of coffee and just leave, you know leaves the books, walks straight to, um, or or you know ask starts asking around, ask the waitress yeah. where do I go for a piano lesson? Oh, block away. All right, I'm gone and just walks out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's I, actually I love it either way. He leaves them on the counter and one of the di- and one of the waitresses is probably just like oh, I guess I'll just bring these back. You know, like, like, she's like <laughs> just walk him over to the library. Oh, Guy just left him here. Like, all right, and they just like put it back the stamp back in. Like, all right, I'll put it back on the shelf. <laughs> he was just he just got these out like two hours ago. But uh, yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I was I was wondering. So Eric, well, first Eric and Dave as well. Like, have you guys? Did you ever do this kind of private music lesson, like in in somebody's house when you were a kid? I, I I never had a, a music lesson. I was in the band in like fourth and fifth grade as part of the school band, mm-hmm. but I I've never had a private music lesson in my life. Yeah, so I yeah I never I got into I got into like acting in school, so I was always like just you know I you really and you wouldn't really meet the band for the music until probably like less than like four days till like your show premiered. So you really like if there's any people in the band that you didn't already know from just around the school, you just didn't know them, you know, or, or like they, or they would hire outside people depending. So, yeah. Oh, so, so you were doing, doing musicals? I was doing musicals. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Like plays and musicals. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, senior year did uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Hmm. So, yeah, there you go. I got to, to play, I got to play laser wolf. That was fun. 
get to sing and dance. Lahayam is all. <laughs> tradition yeah, yeah i did this for a, a short period of time i played violin Ooh. um for for a while um when i was a kid and i don't know why i didn't really i didn't like it i mean i know why i did it It was like eh. i mean it was kind of an easy class it was an easy b yeah i didn't practice too much but at some point i don't know like the the orchestra teacher or something at the school was like oh you should you know you should get private lessons and then for some reason, because I was not a bright child, I was like, I went home and, and told my mother, like, oh, the teacher said I should I should do private lessons. So I did it for a while. I never practiced. It was just weird going in, like going into someone's house like that, which I guess it makes sense if you are, well, particularly for piano, because what, you're going to lug the piano yeah. all over the place? No. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense to just go in your home. But I, it was just going to, you know, it was just weird. I didn't like it. I feel bad for the teacher. She she probably for the first few sessions like thought you cared and then was like, he's not improving. And she's like, she says, Sean, do you care? And you're like, no. <laughs> no. She's like, do you want me to leave? You're like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, just gets up the place and your mom comes in like, Sean, I was a <laughs> Yeah. I, and I think the guy, it was, it was a guy. And I think he, um, I think we reached a point where he was like, just the, the money's not worth it. Because like he got, you know, it's it, it's it's not a commission deal. I mean, the guy got paid whether I played well or not. So I could see him. You know, he could have just been like, eh, all right, it. just you know, yeah, he could have just milked it and like not given a crap. Because I think it was it was it was obvious. I mean, either either I was horribly untalented or I just never practiced. I mean, that would have been worse if I was actually trying. Yeah, and I was still that bad. I I think he knew like I. I wasn't practicing and, but you know, at some point, um, we just, yeah, well, you know, we, we agreed that it was best to part with. And that, and that honestly, that's probably good for him because you know, he doesn't want his name to get around on you. It, yes. You would be a exactly. stain on his reputation. Doesn't want me going around. I don't, I don't remember the guy's name, but you know, yeah. Like, Oh, Mr. Willis. I, I got lessons from Mr. Willis. <laughs> like, Oh my God. That Willis guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, that German boy, yikes! <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, but I, I just, yeah, it was, I just, hmm. I had strangers' houses. Yeah, um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep in one, and even <laughs> pe- playing an instrument poorly um, in one, and yeah, so then uh, just getting back to <laughs> getting back to the minute. Uh, so Phil's like, hey, you know, a cool G, a thousand bucks right now. Let's let's piano, and uh, you know he, he made her an offer she couldn't refuse, and I like I like this is you know, they talk about timing for comedy <laughs> where Phil walks in and the door closes, and it's a beat another beat three seconds and then with the shove. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I gotta wait for this. I gotta wait the music to stop. So the piano is playing. It just stops when the door closes. That's what's great. Yeah. yeah. And he just stops, then there's that beat, and just like, get out. Get, get out of here. Yeah. And so we, we, we talked, you, t- you talked about the piano teacher there, Dave, but uh, this piano student has actually gone on to do some stuff. This is Angela Golan. Golan? Not sure how to pronounce it. Ange- Angela, um, this is her first credit. And then uh, she kind of, at least IMDb, she drops off for about 15 years, which is good because she's a kid and, and show business is horrible. But then uh, comes back as an adult and, and does a bunch of stuff. And uh, 
She was on. She she did uh, one episode of House of Cards. Um, her biggest thing was probably a, a series I haven't heard of, Small Town Famous. Small Town Famous was her being really famous. Like, hey, you're the, yeah. the piano girl in Groundhog Day. And she's like, yeah, yeah, she did a bunch of episodes of that in uh, in 2015, where she was Shannon O'Connor in in Small Town Famous. I'm so yeah, trying to figure out like where yeah where that show exists. So USA. I'm sorry, I I, I watched <laughs> USA and I don't know it. I, I'm, I'm more of a burners guy anyway. Yeah. It's it's a comedy. I don't know what's on. Yeah, I never I never heard of it. You but, like funny uh, comedy, Sean? I do like. I like comedy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So she gets the nice. Oh, you know what? The I, nice shove. You know what? I probably I, I probably also saw her in uh, in she was in Still Waiting, which was the directed to video sequel to the Diner movie Waiting, <laughs> which is uh, forgettable to say the least. I I didn't. I didn't realize that movie had a sequel. Like I said, directed, it was, it was yeah. yeah. I'd say what well, it came out. Yeah, it came out in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. So, so yeah, it was just yeah. That's that's yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I guess I don't know where you run into those movies. I guess you know, Blackbuster's still around, so you probably saw it. Like, oh, cool, this be a fun. It's DVD, you know, DVD over at Blackbuster, and you go, oh, this is a, this is a dumb yeah. Movie. Maybe Dane Cook's back. <laughs> no, no, maybe not. Yeah, no, nobody <laughs> was really in it. Um, at least none of the people that like made the first movie. It was like, it was a, it was almost like a side story. Anyway, that's not important. It really isn't. Uh, so okay, nerd piano girl. Nerd piano and girl. she seems like genuinely, yeah, no bother. Like if this happened to me, I would have been like, cool. I didn't want to be her anyway. Yeah, I'm out. No, she's but, got uh, at least four different piano books. It looks like right, three or four. Yeah, how she's holding them. I was wondering what. She says to the girl, you know, she shoves her out the door. So whatever it is she said, it was not nice, obviously. And she brings Bill Murray into the house mm-hmm. before she kicks the girl out. It's not like she says Look to him, you know, okay, wait here, and then sends her out. She brings him in and then shoves her out the door. So is she? did she even bother saying anything? Did she just, you know, uh, I, I, you have to go and just grabs her and shoves her out the door? I mean, probably, yeah, just like, yeah, a, a something's come up kind of thing. Or, uh, uh... Or yeah, like uh, we have to cancel this. Out. I'll call your mother later, you know, something like that. Where she's like, "I'll call your mother later to smooth this over." She's like, "Whatever, whatever." If the mother docks me on the pay, I don't care, you know. Like, <laughs> but fine. Then if she's going, yeah. if she's going home and telling her mother, uh, some strange man walked in and the teacher just kicked me out, you know, <laughs> the, the mother I think is doing a not too big mm. mental leap there. Like, oh, her, her booty call showed up. Oh, in the of my I didn't even lesson. think about yeah. that. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a small town. Yeah, and people do talk. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. You know, like they're like, we saw that gentleman caller. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want gentleman she doesn't want Mrs. Call. Lancaster finding out that uh, you know, oh that Phil Connors he came out he was so excited, and Mrs. Lancaster's like, oh hmm. that man, you know. I'm a I'm I'm sure by tonight it's all over town. It hits that grapevine, and then this <laughs> piano teacher is going to be completely shunned. She walks out a hussy. Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> But the fact that he must visit her, uh, you know, by the end of the film means that, like, you know, she leaves that that hotel. But maybe, she, you know, he puts on such a good show that people don't mind. People know that he actually was a student of hers, you know, because, like, it'd be weird. You know, like, they can't do the gentleman hussy thing or, you know, she's a hussy because she's gentleman callers because look at this guy, Phil. He's such a great guy. He's <laughs> on the piano. Like, we can't throw her under the bus over this guy. This guy was it's fun. All the ladies want to bid on him. You know, that's the thing. All the ladies want to bid on him. I, I'm talking about 
I'm talking about mints that don't exist yet. I can't do that. That's not that's not legal. Uh, but no, yeah, no. Her her outfit is like is the perfect '90s, uh, like nerd girl. I feel bad because it's like I saw girls that had that exact type of coat and the hair thing, like, and they would leave grade school and I'm in grade school and like I got like maybe two textbooks, maybe like a work, you know, like a little workbook in my backpack at most, and they're like. They got they're like they got like four big ass textbooks plus they're holding <laughs> another two in their hands. And I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm a butcher, I'm a third grade POS, like, eh. you know. And then I'm I'm like, you can't be read all the books. Duh. And then probably she's got a really good job somewhere, married. <laughs> Here I am, shirtless, next to an air conditioner, talking about Groundhog Day. So, you know, who really wanted uh, the end? Yeah, eh, who could say? Who could say? All right, and then, so we're on to the next day. It's morning. Phil is up. He's he's dressed. He's wearing a tie and a shirt and, mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. It looks like he's he's showered and shaved, and he runs into our old buddy in the hallway off to see the groundhog. You know, this guy has not grown at all. This is the same line. <laughs> you know, Phil, I think you know, this, is, uh, this is his yesterday suit. Which is kind of nice because we usually don't, we don't see him wearing this suit a lot outside of the first few minutes of the movie. He seems to wear, I think, uh, right? If I, or am I wrong? I think he's always he has a different suit and tie. Um, he doesn't like usually wear the first day tie. You know what it is? I think it is he's not wearing the overcoat. That's what I, I always forget. He's not wearing the overcoat. But even so, like when we cut to, I don't know, what do you think, Sean? Am I am I lying? Am I wrong? Um. I'm kind of scrolling back. Let me, I, but I think you're right because he's got. It's like it's it's a it's like a dark gray. It's a gray suit. Is like the other suit. But the overcoat usually does wear. Oh. Or maybe it is the same suit, but it's the overcoat. Yeah, he he's yeah, not, maybe he's not maybe did. I mean, he definitely has got a couple shirts and a couple ties, but yeah, now I'm not so sure about the suit. But yeah, it does look better without without the. Uh, overcoat i do think that's a better look and he doesn't need he's inside and he's you know he's hanging out he's greeting the locals he's not rushing off that's that's what i was thinking too if he might be doing that he might actually work the room downstairs and actually like greet people (laughs) but he actually might like you know take a few extra minutes to do that but i i I think usually bonjourno and chow i think in like the same sentence or you know the same conversation i think he's Mm -hmm. also supposed to be shorthand for he is more of a learned man he's using other cultures greetings we know regular before this phil would never do that you know he'd barely say hi to you in english now he's greeting people in italian and chinese <laughs> when does he use when does he greet people in chinese wasn't that chow what's what's chow is that, I thought, isn't that just buying italian is that about ba- oh well that that, that shows how <laughs> cultured i am I was like, oh, chow, you know, chicken chow mein. So I'm like, oh, it says Chinese. No, chow. Like, chow is uh, Italian, yeah. Then what is, yeah. You know what? I don't even want to know Chinese. That's a whole different podcast, a whole different episode. Yeah. But no, so now, yeah, not only is it, it, it's it's not only the French, he's branching out into Italian as well. Yeah, that's, he's a, he's a, yeah, it's good. I thought he, I, I don't know, I guess I thought he was reading Chinese. I thought that was very Chinese? cultured of him. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... He's yeah. He's always he's very happy. He's smiling, enthusiastic, and it's it's way too early. 
I mean, it's not even 7 a.m. at this point, and he's already with the buongiorno, signore. Yeah, maybe he, not only, maybe he like, went to the library again, and he, like, rented some foreign, uh, you know, Italian movies. He's like, oh, wow, they're so excited how they greet each other. I'm going to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just, like, Mrs. Lancaster <laughs> is, uh, she's, like, she's, like, watching, they're watching Jeopardy or whatever, and he, like, just goes, oh, I'm just going to watch some tapes. He just, like, immediately, like, just like change the channel and like puts it in the VCR and he's like sitting there watching Italian and he's like he like gets it and everyone else is like they can't understand any of the translation. <laughs> he like yeah puts in a Fellini film. And they're like, oh, these people have no idea what's going on. <laughs> All right, so that's yeah that's that that's my notes for minute seventy seven. Yeah, any anything else, Eric? Anything you want to add? Nope, that's what I got for the minute. All right. Dave, any other no, no. any other mustard notes? Any other condiments? No, no, mayonnaise. What do you think about mayonnaise? Hellman's, right? Got to be Hellman's. Oh, got to be Hellman's. You got to get that squeeze bottle. It's just so useful. Like never, you, you don't need to use the knife anymore. You got the squeeze no. bottle. Oh my god, the genius of technology. Eric, are you are you a Miracle Whip man? No, 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 no. In fact, uh, not only am I a Hellman's man, but uh, I ha- I gave up mayonnaise a couple of years ago for dietary reasons. But before that. I had a sandwich, whatever the luncheon meat was, mayonnaise, Hellman's mayonnaise was on it for about 35 years every day straight. Mm-hmm. I could eat that stuff straight out of the jar. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing is, I'm tr- yeah, I am trying to diet. So, like, it is a few times where I'm just like, I put a little, I put a little mayo in there. Just little <laughs> yeah. But just like the light, it's like, just show it the bottle. <laughs> yeah, I tried the, the, the low fat mayo and I, I figure all right let me i'll get the regular mayonnaise and i'll just i'll try to use less of it that's that's what that, <laughs> that's I, the best i can I do. rather i i kind of rather you do that i don't really know mm-hmm. because i feel like you would fall back on it as a crutch and even though you're eating a low fat version you're still like eating a lot of it so yeah. i feel like if anything just 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 work it back so it's really a treat when you make like a, a turkey club and you're using just a, the, the smallest amount of, of real good mayo it really makes it a treat to like, be like oh what a treat i'm eating this Big turkey club, you know. When there you go. Eating, like, it's, all, it's all about portions. Portion. That's the biggest deal. He's like, yeah, see if you can get a, get a couple of sandwiches out of it, and then just yeah, the Dallas had bad boy uh, mayonnaise, mustard, and ketchup. You have it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Eric, I we're, I'm so glad to have you on. <laughs> Please tell tell our listeners where they can find more about you if they if they need to ask any condiment questions. Yes, uh, Flash Gordon Minute. Uh, our website is growlermedia.com slash Flash Gordon, Growler, G-R-O-W-L-E-R. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, Flash Gordon Minute's on there. And we have a Facebook page, Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex, which I might add, Mr. German himself named. Uh, that's right, yep. And uh, on Twitter, yes. we're Flash Gordon Pod. Thank you very much. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's I mean, the, the 1980 Flash Gordon one of my favorite movies so much fun so much music great talking about scores and uh you know music classical music i mean it's it's a, a queen you don't get more classical than that classic rock and roll um yeah great media a great movie and a great podcast there at the flash gordon minute so definitely if, if folks haven't if you weren't convinced when uh when we had eric's co-host brad around um you can be convinced now check it out <laughs> 
Yeah, we talk about the, the, the crazy costumes, the acting, the insane story behind it. Of course, the soundtrack. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a fun movie. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites, and it's just a fun movie. And not only did Sean name our Facebook group, he was our first ever guest way back in the beginning. Oh, Sean, you are. You're a good boy. <laughs> you're, a good, you're a good groundhog boy. You're, you're kind for saying so. Thank you. <laughs> so that is it for us. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you tomorrow, if there is one. Buongiorno, signor. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>